Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. Joel, is your microphone glowing? Oh yeah, it is. It's really weird. I don't like. I don't like that it's glowing like this. What is it? Oh, it's trying to tell me I've got a message from space. <gasps> message from space from 1978. That is. Oh. Directed by Kenji Fukasaku. Kenji's a cool name. Yeah. Starring Vic Morrow, Sonny Chiba, Philip Kastanov, Peggy Lee Brennan. Etsuko Shiomi, Tetsuro Tanba. I, uh, there's like a hundred characters in this movie, so I'm not just, I'm not gonna go through it. But because we're not the problem with the movie is that we're not gonna remember anybody's yeah. names. <laughs> yeah, it's not because we watched it a week ago, which we did. It's because there's too many people. There's so many characters in this movie. Right. Like when you, when you think of Star Wars, which is a knockoff of it. You do have a lot of characters, kind of. The, the important ones, you got the big baddie, Vader. I don't know what the name of the big baddie in this one is. Yeah, I don't either. All I know is he's got an old lady in a wheelchair that... <laughs> it's good, <you> know, <laughs> She's using a crazy fossilized bone wheelchair, yeah. And uh, spoiler for real life, that was actually a man. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I looked it up. Wow. No, it's... Some good acting. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he was. I thought it was a great grandma. Lady. Yeah. I gotta check Rita Repulsa. Who knows? It's like all the kabuki actors and like the Beijing opera. Like, they were all men. True. Probably some old, like, actor from that style of... Oh, they fell through a time warp from the kabuki era. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they may have been trained in that. And they oh, were like, yeah, I can do the old lady in a wheelchair. <laughs> The old lady we had hired died. Uh, get this guy in makeup. <laughs> uh, from what I do remember, though, they were the metal-skinned race from Uranus, right? Was that was that what did you just yeah. say to me? I believe that the 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 evil bad people, bad guys, yeah, the bad guys, the strong bads were yes, the strong bads of this film. Okay, are the evil metal-skinned race, metal-skinned race. Okay, got from that. Uranus. This is a family podcast. <laughs> You can't say things like planet names on this this podcast. I don't want to hear anything about the J word, or the M word, the E word, and you oh, you can say Pluto because that's not a planet anymore. You oh. know that's fine. Okay. This is an Earth Pride movie. Oh, yep. Earth Pride, yeah. You know where where most movies dare to go out into space. This one's like eh, the galaxy's okay. We've been out here, but what's this Earth planet? Yeah, it's so right. nice. The most beautiful planet I've ever <laughs> seen. Yeah. During that death montage, which was straight out of Soylent Green. There's so much 
like world building too. Like, oh yeah, there's like there's these people and they don't like these people and then there's those people and there's these groups and there's yeah a collection of it is it is kind of like a um an adventure a group of people coming together like the fellowship of the ring or something totally i felt like it was definitely a very fellowship of the ring movie band, as well band of adventurers i mean you picked this movie Oh yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, it's I, not really. But we're not really doing picks anymore. But you did oh, pick this because yeah. you had like an affection for supplies. It. I did it. It's me. Yeah. I picked it. I'd seen it before too, but yeah. But no, my mom recorded this off of television for me. Oh, I had oh, this on cool. VHS tape as a kid. And the Home Shopping Network mm-hmm. showed Message from Space for some reason. It was weird. Oh yeah, it's because uh, what late nineties. I was probably watching the Home Shopping Network, and uh, there was actually a, a comic book that popped up on there once. That's cool. What kind of comic book? Oh, it was DC Comics Robin number one. Oh my god. We're talking about the embossed cover. It's like Chuck Dixon or something like that. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, we have to take a break from the podcast. Somebody needs to take the pizza out of the oven. Time out. I'm not going to stop recording, though. Okay. That's fine, Joel. So, me and Sarah got tickets to go see Captain Marvel on Thursday. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be there with the rest of the feminists. I don't know what you're doing, man. Man lover. On Thursday, I'll be running a Dungeons and Dragons game for all the uh, people that hate women. I guess boring. Oh yeah, <laughs> your your uh, no ma'am meeting. <laughs> I was about to say your Nambla meeting, but that is something way different. Don't have a Nambla meeting. We now return to our regularly scheduled program, already in progress. So, my mom recorded this uh, movie on my on VHS, and that's how I watched it uh, as a kid. I mean, was it was it a favorite of yours? How many how many times were we putting into this thing? Not not that much. I would say I've probably seen this maybe three times. Uh, but I have to say that it, I mean. Being being a kid and really watching this movie was it was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I was obsessed with Star Wars at the time, so I just thought it was really rad. The spaceships, the battles, uh, the sets, the costumes, uh, Vic Morrow. I mean, just that. Just stud- anything stud- stud- uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Everything a nine year old wants in their life, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. American representation, and you're like, that's me on the screen. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, could, I could really connect with that, like, you know, giving your robot a funeral, giving up your career. Right. <laughs> sitting in the bar getting drunk. Uh, <laughs> lifestyle yeah, that he was. Yeah, these costume changes he had. <laughs> he went from being like the... <laughs> The, the like general. trucker on the road to like the general. <laughs> <laughs> he put on that dignitary clothing when he went up to actually speak to the head honcho of the metal people. Yes. You know, he's got like that Napoleon style hat. Like I'm here to represent Earth, and we don't like you. It was so rad. Mm. Yeah, I, no one else changed costumes as far as I can remember. Maybe he requested it. <laughs> it's in his contract. Yeah. Or he he just walked off of other movie sets. And it was like, oh, this is what I was wearing too. today. <laughs> that works too. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, we can we can figure something out about this. Don't worry. Uh, so the story, yeah, of message from space, which I think is kind of a, I guess the the walnuts or whatever the space walnuts are the message from space. Yes, that is supposed to be from the planet uh, Julica. 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 Thought it was Uranus. No, I was wrong. Okay, well, I was wrong. Thanks for showing that to me. It's an unclear message from space because <laughs> nobody knows what it means. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say you shoot your space nuts out there into the universe, right? To like try to find the chosen ones, and then you and then you then you take your space boat to go find those nuts. They're relatively magic. They're not not that magical, you know. Okay. It's like, like these eight special things will go out and find the saviors of our planet. Which they that's not what happened. I mean, they saved the people. After most of them were killed by explosions and and planetary destruction and and, and front Jimmy flips and backflips. Yeah, 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 just the just the casualist, <laughs> <laughs> the most casual of assault would result in a backflip by any of the the congregation. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you got those acrobats, you got to use them. That's true. But uh, no. They, not only do the the nuts, yeah, they they magically appear in people. Although they, <laughs> I'm sorry, the t- the two the, the two space idiots who are racing their ships, those our, our space evil nuts, Knievel, our evil Knievel duo. Yeah, yeah, the space nuts caused them to crash into the planet. So it's like, oh, okay, well, because because they like check in their engine compartments and they they bring out the nut and it doesn't do anything at first. Like they're not. I think we still hear the music though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's not glowing until later. Yeah, Ken, Ken and Ryu. Let's call those guys. Oh yeah, Ken and Ryu. That's a good. Um, name. That's a good. Name. Is that racist? Uh, am, am I in trouble? Uh. Anyways, those guys. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, those people were in danger. They sent out the the nuts, and they appeared in mysterious places. Like, they seemed to sort of pass through certain objects, but not through others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they were, like, in an engine or in a cup or in someone's... Oh, in a robot. Oh, in yeah. the robot. That's a, right. Yeah, inside of things. Um, I was just impaired in that gambler's pocket, and then in Vic Morrow's whiskey, right? Which is very inconvenient. He probably sent that back. They seem kind of <laughs> sticky because sometimes don't they bounce back to them when they get rid of them, or when someone doesn't have it anymore? They try to throw them away multiple times, and they they just reappear somehow. Yeah, right. Because they're the chosen ones, chosen by that flying nut. Do they know they're the chosen ones? I, I I don't think it's a much late like after the the princess of power and her manservant get re- about rescued. Emerelda. A- These are the indigo children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, all of her villagers of are dressed like the the people of the forest from Princess Mononoke, and then the the princess herself is dressed all in white, like ceremonial garb the whole time, which is. It's got to chafe after a while, I assume. It was pretty Princess Leia of her, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I thought that I thought it make them look made them look kind of ghostly. Ooh, well, they are magical. Yeah. Maybe they were ghosts the whole time. Mm. Space ghost. Her dad dies pretty early on, Coast right? Coast. No, he doesn't die till the end. Oh, at, but at, did, oh, they t- did they tell us somebody oh, died in the beginning? <laughs> um, I mean the, the planet, the planet's dying, or something like that. No, but I don't think anyone. The princess and the dad, nobody thinks that any of them died in the beginning. Well, they're just being constantly assaulted by the, the metal <laughs> people. Right. They're they are in like a real deal battle. Yeah. Yeah, their planet their planet is uh has been like drilled out in the, on the inside, turned into their spaceship. Mm-hmm. Destroyed to the point where they're having they can't even commune with nature anymore or something. Right. I think we're adding details to this movie that don't exist. Right. Nah. Nah, it sounds like a pretty clear narrative to me. You sure? Mm-hmm. You remember that line? Because it gets said like four times. Are you sure? You sure? You sure? Not even are you sure? You sure? Well, I mean, when you're the evil bad guy, you definitely have to, to question your minions. I'm not going to say it. But <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, yeah, whatever. Whoever sure? was doing the voiceover was like, he only moves his mouth twice. You can't say anything, but you sure. One of the chosen ones in the speedy speeder or whatever mm-hmm. um, turns out to not be such a good person. Oh, he's like, he's not in one of the speeders. He's like somebody that they hang out with afterwards. Like all the three of those guys are like Han Solo at the the worst parts of Han Solo, like we're just in it for the money, we're just in it for the excitement, you know. Except for that one guy is literally like, "No, I'll just murder somebody. I'm going to make some money." Uh, no, he's one of the cho- he's one of the <laughs> he chosen is one ones. of the chosen ones, right? He's right, straight out. I mean, that's why the princess trusted him. So why did the nut choose him? Yeah, I don't know. He was the. Maybe it was supposed to go. I don't know who else was in the room there. It was the, maybe that was originally supposed to go the robot because the robot did end up having one of those nuts, but not till the end of the movie. And I think it was just because they're like, uh, we can't find another character. Uh, the robot. They could have just had one less go out. Who, who did who did Sonny <laughs> Chiba play in this movie? That's what I was trying to figure out. Was he the the main dude? Main evil bad guy? No, no the the person that was assisting the princess oh his character's name is han too which is hans. like obviously or hans okay. yeah yeah i think that, that you know what i think he was the uh the guard who who was assisting emerilda 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 or whatever you want to pronounce it and then Ugh. what's what's going on with those other two <laughs> the ones that are just like in a ship um, oh the girl and the guy the rich white lady who was just wanted to go out into space. Yeah, she was like on her way to some place. It was like a leisure trip. Yeah, yeah. she wanted to go oh. to that casino, probably. I think yeah. that was what it was. Like. Oh, okay, cool. I guess I don't know, but she. They're like, no, we can't pursue those people. They're like, you're not fun. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna run away. I think she wanted to collect the space fireflies, guys. That's right. Oh yeah. And they turned out to be just ash or something. Yeah. Oh, man, floating in space. Yeah, talk about that for a minute. I mean, Aaron, you never told me it was so easy. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you just got to put a face mask on and hop out there. Just hop out into space. <laughs> All it takes. Sometimes. It works for Princess Leia. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> what? We're in a vacuum. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
<laughs> oh, you mean okay? Yeah, right. Empire I mean, back. she was she was kind of not oh. alive during that part. No, oh, pardon me. I was thinking of something else, but that was no, the inside of a. We're thinking of number eight. <clears throat> no, I got that. <clears throat> I was thinking uh, number two. Yeah, I know you're thinking number two. Give me number five. Let's get let's get the numbers here straightened out here. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Anyways, we need another pizza break. Pizza so break. let's listen pizza to this break. music real quick. <laughs> Uh, so what, what what is this movie actually about? Because I don't. <laughs> yeah, I think we're trying to get we're trying to um, no diffuse the elements right now. Okay, to figure that out. Okay, I think so. So we have a planet in peril. No, they release their nuts. Nuts into space. Okay, that's the and message. That's the message. Message. And then then they send their princess Leia it's, out. It's to go find the nuts. Princess Leia is riding in a, in a space pirate ship. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and she has her friend, her fellow companion, Sonny Chiba, we think. Uh, <laughs> with, with some, like, uh, some, some, like, plants in his head. Oh, they all have plants, except for her. She doesn't. Yeah, she's the one. He's, but he's got plants in his head. That's how they knew she was the princess. She was oh, born without plants sticking okay. out of her head. Were, was it a male-female thing? Like, do men wear the plants? No, I think there were some ladies with plants in their head. Everyone else in their their village, except, except the for her. Yeah, but her dad did too, right? No, oh, yeah, man. poor dad. Mm-hmm. No, my dad got what he wanted—a glorious ending. Well, yeah, it skips straight to the end. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there, though. Um, so then, yeah, yeah. So they're flying through space. They're getting chased, um, and then that's when we run into our evil Knievel guys. Yeah. Four of these messages go to assholes. At least four. Yeah, the, inter- the internet. The-, the internet is full of assholes. <laughs> the I know, space I know is full of assholes, saying. too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I sent a nut out into the internet, and it's just, <laughs> just get all these assholes found it. The whole thing is supposed to be preordained, right? Like, I mean, they're it's like they're saying that these jerks um, were meant to be there. I think what we're supposed to learn from this so far is that... Even if you're an asshole now, you might end up saving a planet worth of people. Mm. I don't know many assholes that would actually save a planet full of people. Like you know, have a change of heart. Mm. It didn't. They, that nut had to glow before they realized it was a real thing. And like sometimes the answer is at the bottom of your glass of alcohol. And sometimes the answer <laughs> is after you attempt to kill somebody and sell a woman into sex slavery. Which is what happens in this movie, Aaron. Yeah, it does happen in this movie. Joel. That was terrible. Yep. Yeah, that, okay, there's a gambler character, and he's always snappy dressed, but he's also, he's he's always getting in people's faces and trying to cause trouble. And so and then the princess and, and her assistant are like, we need you to come back to our planet and help us. He's like, yeah, all right, I'll show you somebody who can translate the message. Like, okay. So he takes them off. Mm-hmm. And the other two guys that are her friends know this is happening. So oh, th- they're like fully aware. They're complacent. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So so he takes it to I this. Maybe she just was with someone she shouldn't have trusted for a minute. I didn't realize they knew. No, they're all scoundrels. He just happens to be the the one that'll actually pull the trigger. I guess I don't know. Oh. And yeah, he takes her to some witch's hut and. 
pretends that son's gonna go like oh you need to go to the caves for the thing to get the special crystal get to get the uh dilithium crystal yeah for the warp the, drive the crystal thing mm-hmm. but as soon as they leave the gambler tr- throws that guy off a cliff yep and the princess is like ah you're actually going to marry my son who's a mutant it's like a fish creature it's it her, her son is half pluto from the planet pluto right she had sex with Pluto from Pluto from the Pluto Dis- people in the Disney movies, and uh, well, they got like a they got a shape of water creature that <laughs> you know. <laughs> Except for this guy doesn't have rocking abs or a, a tight ass, so no, the janitor's not going to fall in love with him. Yeah, he probably still eats eggs though. Anyways, <laughs> what is wrong with this movie? Um. That wasn't a good thing. Like, no, it's pretty terrible. You're not gonna earn that guy's never gonna earn my trust back again. Doesn't he die? No, he's he's one of the eight heroes. He's welcomed back yeah. by them. Like bygones are bygones because they need to save the planet, guys. Well, yeah, because things larger. Oh, no, I don't want to even say that. No, no, say it. I don't want to say. No, what were you gonna say? I don't even want to say. It. Okay, it's larger terrible. Than- Bigger than that. <laughs> Bigger than the anger you might have at the attempted murder. Sure. Yeah. I. And <laughs> <laughs> being married to that weird yeah. creature. I don't know. No. It doesn't work out. Um. I think he dies like two minutes later. <laughs> well, because the the metal people show up. Oh, our true saviors of this movie. Yeah. And they, they use the red lasers, which are bad, and then the blue laser on, on the princess, which is okay. Which is the stun laser, because mm-hmm. they watched, uh, you know, episode four. Yes. I think we need to tally a count of how many times that song comes on. I mean, we'd have to watch the movie again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have time for that. <laughs> we all have jobs here. I mean, there's, we got things we need to do. Yeah. <laughs> I might dedicate some time to counting it. Oh, okay. That's well, red. Yeah. I guess I'll be, you know, out in the coal mines while you're watching Message from Space again, counting, <laughs> counting music cues. I stay awake late, and you go to sleep early, so I'll just do it when you go to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, what is that sound? Oh, man. <laughs> Not again. Uh yeah, I mean, once she gets kidnapped by the metal people, that's when they take her. They they kill the the hag, but she's not all the way dead because they. That's when they hook her up yeah, to the they machine. Have to kill her, yeah. yeah. And the evil prince metal dude is like, "Ah, oh, Earth is perfect for my throne room. I'm gonna go conquer it." Oh, that's right. They like they like rip her mind apart, searching through her. Her memories of being uh, an Eskimo or something. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Well, maybe that's like, what it was. Deeper. It was actually Pluto because I mean, oh, yeah, that makes sense. There. All right. Yeah. yeah, maybe she did grow up on Pluto. No, because she has memories of Earth, though. Like yeah. she has Earth and memories. You know, just the just the cold or parts maybe, of Pluto. Maybe she did grow up on Pluto, but she remembers seeing Earth from the distance, and that's why. They were trying so hard to like 
like laser her brain for okay. that image. For if they zoomed out, they would have seen that she was looking at a television. <laughs> she, she was never actually on postcard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should have more high tech devices in this future. I mean, if we're ripping people's memories apart. They should probably know about Earth to begin yeah, with. Yeah, they should be able to have a way to see it themselves. They're from a faraway <laughs> planet, as we established. I guess that's true. Zigatron or whatever. J- Junica? J- yeah. Junica. I'll, I'll take a Junica and uh, <laughs> yeah. a Diet Coke. Would you like that over the rocks? or No, that's okay. All right. I like it straight. Okay, when, straight Junica. When does this duel happen? The Oh, this oh. until later, because... You know, in in the hero's journey story, the hero has to reject the the prophecy, has to reject the journey. So, so we saw Vic Morrow at the casino bar. He was in Just outfit number one, right? and yeah, outfit number two actually, right? Because the first one was his dress uniform, but now he's wearing a brown cape. Right now, yeah. that's cape. his retirement clothes. Yeah, his retirement clothes. Yeah, or he's he's just any old weirdo with his yeah. robot companion. Hey, he sticks up for the robot. He believes in their rights, Joel. I mean, I don't. I mean, you were saying it's the, the funeral is for his robot. Friend. That's right. But but uh, but the thing is, is his new robot companion acknowledges, like that he believes in the rights of robots. I see. So Vic Morrow's character isn't a bad guy. I just think he's done. He was done with the military complex. Right. He was done with those bigots who don't. That's right. Don't know that. How good a robot lover could be. Just you know, give, give it a chance. <laughs> there is some subcontext there that you know we're discussing now. Well, especially that part where the robot's arm gets blown off. He's like, "Oh no, I can't do anything without this arm." And then, then Vic Morrow was like, "We'll figure it out." <laughs> oh, no. Or did I misread that scene? <laughs> so okay, so okay, so we we got four bastards here. Vic Morrow doesn't seem like he wants to go along. We got oh okay. There, there's two goofballs. There's the murderer, and there, there's the rich lady. <laughs> yeah, these are our heroes. What a band Joel. of heroes we've got! And uh, none, nobody's got a glowing nut yet until I, th- I think tomorrow it starts to happen. They start to get the glowing. Tomorrow on. was the first one, man. Well, it's glowing in his cup when he's back. Yes, sir. When he decides to, they they enlist him to be their uh, delegate. I think so. To man. the warships or whatever. Yep. I see. I see. There's a lot. There's a lot of movie, but not a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, I could see where you're coming from there. And like, do you guys remember the moment when like Evil Knievel number one and Evil Knievel number two were like washing dishes and they had like really cool aprons on? And was that this at like the casino? Of, they didn't have money or yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's weird. I um, <laughs> one of the aprons was like a wanted poster. Yes, yes. It was like they just got one from the store. Custom, custom print. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one of them said, kiss me, I'm Irish. Yes, know. yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do think it's an entertaining movie, though, because like the, we've watched some where I've just fallen asleep. Like, because it's not holding my attention enough, so. There's a lot going on in this movie. And I think yeah. maybe that's what nine-year-old me was like all about. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I probably just, obviously didn't understand the subtext of selling a woman into uh, <laughs> uh, some type of sexual slavery that was occurring. No, that's fine. Marry <laughs> my okay. son. They're selling someone out and I selling someone out. <laughs> and she's like, here's my here's my son. <laughs> like, no, this isn't an important moment. Okay. See, I want to get to my favorite character, okay. but I'm not exactly sure when it happens, but they I think it's the the two rogues and the girl end up crash landing on Jupiter oh, or yeah. Mars. No, 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 no. It was definitely um is one of those two. It could have been Mars because it I was, thought it was it Jupiter, was red, though. but I think they said Jupiter. I think it's Jupiter, yeah. But they're just like out there in the uh, the hidden fortress, you know, in, in the valleys there, and, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, um, out comes a man on a horse, and this is actually Prince. I don't know what his name is, but I'm like, hey, finally, some guy who's not <laughs> who hasn't killed somebody just to see the blood splash on the floor. Anyway, <laughs> yes, our, our 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 true good character. Space horse. I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, space horses. Yep. I mean, that's a thing, I guess. Well, you know, sometimes when you're in those those mighty plains of Jupiter, you need to ride that horse. We've had this discussion. I just realized when we we did the Ewok movie, the oh, space space horse. horses. There's yes. a space unicorn even. It was oh, it was a space <laughs> unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> and there were space chickens. My mind. There were space chickens. It doesn't make any sense. I think there was more than one movie with space chickens that we watched. Uh, chickens are just... <laughs> Did they have them in... Um... Oh, I'm going to confuse myself. I don't know. Chicken, <laughs> chickens are the most advanced species. They've actually had spacefaring uh, technology for, for centuries. They're the most important part of our culture. That's that's why chickens it's are true. always like giggled to themselves whenever we say they can't fly. They're like, they have no idea. <laughs> fly anywhere I want. Anyways, uh, I mean, according to the Hitchhiker's Guide, it's mice then dolphins, chickens. I'm sure that was written by a British person. So I don't know. <laughs> How many space movies have you seen with chickens in them, listeners? Right in. Yeah. <laughs> right in today. Space chickens. Hyperhero man at no. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I oh. <laughs> okay, so we're discussing Joel's favorite character. I mean, some of the. I mean, there's nothing else to say about him except oh. for at least he's a hero. Yeah. No. I mean, he took him in. I think they made like a little fire pit and they they shared some stories, regaled some stories, right? Uh, until. Someone with the spaceship showed up. Yeah, the rich lady, right? Was that the one who showed up? Mm, or was yes? It, or okay? No, I think she was one. Is of she the, the she the one who tied them all together at the end there because she she went and got the the two dudes to connect their spaceships all together. Oh, the, yeah, their their spaceships were connecting to her whatever yeah. her Millennium Falcon knockoff. Yeah, her her uh, which I don't technically de- I don't decade. Even, I don't even squirrel. know if that's her ship to begin with. I think she just kind of. She won it in a game of uh, uh, oh. Sabak. Is that what it's called? Uh, Nerds Sadak? right in today. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right, Joel. I don't. I, I think anyway. she won it from uh, Lando. Rando. Rando. <laughs> Rando Belrusi. <laughs> Rando. Also into robots. No, there's no Rando. <laughs> there's no people of color in this movie. No, wait. There's full of Asian people. Never mind. Don't listen to me. <laughs> oh God, help me. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, it's been like a month. <laughs> well, it's been a crazy month. Hey, we we've watched this it. movie seventeen times, and we still can't remember it. <laughs> That's that commercial we watched seventeen times. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put that commercial. It's important that people see jiggly bee butts. <laughs> and Chinese, Chinese, be- a beautiful Chinese song. Um, <laughs> okay, so Vic Morrow does go up there representing, right? Yeah, and the, I believe they have. They still have the princess up there. They capture the princess. Our heroes got together finally, and they got near Earth. They right. they they they're orbiting Earth now. They've taken the planet, the planet spaceship, and they've flown it to Earth. As soon as they and get around that old, moon, there's an old lady with a mechanical wheelchair in there who doesn't really do anything except for just wheels around, just like, "Hey, you should go do this." She's like, "You're right, mother." <laughs> no way. That guy. His life is encroached on by that lady in the wheelchair. Yeah. All the time. Everything she's got to weigh in on. It's true. When is he ever going to be free? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pretty soon, actually. Or he might be dead after that. Oh, he'll be free. He definitely dies before her. Dang, you're right. Because we never see her. And then, (laughs) spoiler, the, the whole ship and planet blow up. So, I guess... (laughs) <laughs> Goodbye, mom. Yep, grandma. Yeah, we, don't, we definitely don't Whatever. see her die or, or get out of an ex- escape pod. You're right. Yeah, she like she has off screen death. I think Vic Morrow is like chasing after, her and she like gets behind this gate that closes. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that death defying jump in the wheelchair through the. <laughs> should have been. <laughs> she should have drove directly into one of the the pit, like in uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, yeah. when, when the wheelchair almost goes down. Like, ah! oh, yeah. You could probably fly. I don't know. There were some parts with the metal people, especially, that I was reminded of Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it's the same company, I think. The the, the uh, Toei owns the, uh, uh, what what are they called in Japan? Uh, the Power Rangers. Aren't they? Senpai. Sentai. Sentai? Not Senpai. Sentai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sentai notice senpai sentai. notice me <laughs> the the hentai sentai uh people <laughs> they're, they're jiggly bee butts um so i mean it's probably just probably, probably you know stuff right off the <laughs> off the props just just view the notes listener you'll you'll see okay so so eventually get the adventurers together the the rest of so we got vic morrow we got the 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 four assholes we've got the prince we've got the l- robot and guess what the uh manservant with the leaves that has been around the whole time he decides to double cross everybody at the end of the movie but it turns out he's actually one of the uh the heroes so that nut didn't even need to go anywhere that's right i'm <laughs> <laughs> not totally gonna just that end didn't up. even need to go oh, this, anywhere this one didn't leave at all yeah, i think it's broken <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> we flew across the universe just to end just up back in. Factoid. <laughs> just a little side story there. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the the person waiting for the Uber and seeing it like go from oh, you know, yeah. five minutes to, to 20 minutes. Way far away. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with that nut? Yeah, get better GPS. Um, okay. <laughs> so there's a part where I think our heroes are in the like room with the staircases and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And for some reason, we've seen the prince in that room before, and he's yeah. just a normal-sized man, but for some reason, he appears before them, and he's just a gigantic... Gigantic hologram. That was... I. You can't describe it because, it, like, when it happens, you're just not expecting it. Like, what? What? It's a pretty amazing <laughs> shot, but I'm pretty sure, being huge and menacing, I think he still says, "Are you sure? You no, sure? Yeah, you sure?" <laughs> yeah, oh? Which totally kind of takes away from his majesty. There. <laughs> Are you sure? I guess it's supposed to be like the emperor. Yeah, but- I got the feeling he was supposed to be the big bad dude. Yeah. Well, now I'm trying to remember. Is the, is there the Emperor in A New Hope? No. He's supposed to be the Darth Vader uh, uh, parody, though. He's just projected large. Yeah. Okay. So, Oh, he's Princess Leia being out of R2. That's oh. why I was a little like mm. General Kenobi. Oh. It's a mix-up. It's a <laughs> remix. Remix. Uh, <laughs> they took some ideas, wrote them down on a pad, and they were like, "You've got to plug this in somewhere in the story." <laughs> what if I was really big in this scene? <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on a thing. It makes me look big. The special effects seem really low budget in some places, and then in other places, there's so many actors. There's so many like people doing flips and like. People in costumes that look metal and, like, it seems like it's kind of, maybe the budget was just, you know, a little lopsided in some places of the movie, but. Yeah, that throne room was such an amazing set with all those, like, amazing space paintings behind that, that, like, that glass window and, like. I I think the difference between this and, like, Star Wars production is that where uh, Lucas and company spent months and months working on all the miniature and all the special effects and everything like that they kind of like slapdash this together and you know they they do a pretty good job because there's tons of miniature work that doesn't look terrible i mean it looks like miniatures where in star wars you almost feel like you're looking at a spaceship which mm-hmm. is yeah. awesome but uh it, it's like the the matter of like how much time and effort that they put in like we got to rush this out the biggest movie you've ever saw on screen <laughs> <laughs> whatever it said in that commercial. Yeah. Anyways, another reason the prince is my favorite character is because he he's the one who takes out the bad guy at the end. Yeah. Which is kind of like, well, okay, well, I'll take it. Because it's not like he was like, he's my sworn enemy, and I have dedicated myself to killing him. No, fate just put him in that spot to be the to be the sword fighter. It's like, does anyone else know how to use a sword? No, just him. Oh, okay, he's good. He's good. Take out the prince. Yeah, they. They have limited resources, and they're they're pooling them, I guess, um, to try and figure out what they can do. But the scene that left the most impression on me was the duel. Yeah. Like, I don't even know why that was such a big deal, but something about everybody being in uniform and this guy calling him out, like, it was just kind of, all of a sudden I was like, where are we? Yeah, it was just, like he wanted to impress his character onto that other guy. Yeah, and I mean, he did take a stand, and I would say that's a recurring thing for that character in this movie is that he's he takes a stand on what he thinks matters. Okay, he has character. Yep, and he's going to he's going to take a stand on things that he cares about. He's a very honorable man. Yes. 
Yeah, and he honors robots, too. Yes. That's right. He believes in robot rights. Yep. But this chicken shoots him in the back. I know. Space I mean, chicken. Does he slap him with a glove? No. You mean he you threw mean, a glove he at threw him? the glove, to, threw glove to be like, yeah, we're this we're is fighting. how we say we're gonna duel. So they only charge up the the space got guns a, a single fire. For one fire. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't shoot the guy, but the other guy is so mad at him, his his boss. He shoots whatever, him a hundred times. He kills him anyway. His guns charged a lot. He's got, he's got, <laughs> <laughs> this is in case neither of you shot. <laughs> I think you're right, Sarah. This probably is one of the most memorable scenes in the movie, though. It's like everyone's standing at attention. Yeah. Like, there's a lot riding on this scene. It's almost ceremonial. Oh, like, yeah, it definitely is. Like, it reminds me of the end of, like, Star Wars movie. Like, yeah. Like, they're like, we have to have a ceremony scene where there's a bunch of people, like, oh, dressed yeah. up. But, um... The great American tradition of dueling. I mean, are you supposed to come away from this thinking he's the most important person in the movie? Who, Vic Morrow? I thought the princess was the yeah. most important, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe they were undecided about what the main storyline was going to be or something. We'll I don't to, know. We'll have to tally up how many times somebody had a French horn playing. Yes. And then that's how we'll know. <laughs> oh, who's the most important, <laughs> most important character? Okay, rank, them, rank them by French horn. Divide rank that French by horn. three. I, mean, <laughs> no. I, think, I think it was either... <laughs> It was either the blonde scoundrel because he kept oh. having moments like his didn't light up and he was like, oh, I'm never going to make it. Didn't he like throw it out the window too? At one yeah. Point? Like, nobody loves me. And he had that dream sequence is like, because you're in love with the princess. What? And that goes something that comes to nothing because. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love the princess, but I sold her into sex slavery. Oh, no. Man. <laughs> Maybe he's like, feeling a little conflicted about that. I mean, he's got a conscience all of a sudden, yeah. I guess he should have thought of that before they killed that guy. I know. He's covered in bandages the rest of the movie. Kind of a lot of non sequiturs. When you you describe it this way, it makes it sound like a really serious movie. You know? Like, when you're watching it, it feels kind of silly and fun and crazy. Yeah. But when you describe, like, the things that are happening in the movie, it sounds super dramatic. Like, all these people during a war where, like, you can't trust anyone and they're doing what they need to to survive and, like, there's, like, a huge power that's trying to kill everyone and... Like, I don't know, it just sounds, like, way serious, but when you watch it, it's, like, space goofiness and... Well, I think part of it, not to interrupt you, I apologize. I was going to say part of it is that the listener cannot hear the swinging 60s pop uh, beats that are uh, hitting us at certain points in the movie. I mean, I don't even remember. Uh, I think it was on the spaceship, the the rich white lady spaceship. There was some some, (laughs) some 60s swinging. She was having a good time. It was 1979. She just got out of the 60s. Yeah. Oh, there was, was just there, some beach. Some there beach was music. that one song that was like, <laughs> uh, French horn. How could I forget? No, oh, that's right. There was like a bunch of beach style yeah. music. Now I'm remembering, oh, yeah. like they're like on the desert planet, and like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was yeah. like Louis Louis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
exactly. The beginning of Splash. (laughs) (laughs) It's an original piece of cinema. Oh, and then, then, yeah, definitely that, that, that conflicted evil Knievel guy having that dream about running up to the ship and having all the evil armada being there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what if we killed our princess? Oh, I love her! Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it, it really does just feel like an afterthought, like they hadn't figured out, like you said, Sarah. They were just going like, well, which actor do we have for the longest? A central figure, yeah. This, this white, this American dude is not charismatic enough to actually carry the movie, so... He's not actually going to be the Luke Skywalker. I mean, there's not really a Luke Skywalker in this thing. I think it was implied that he or the other the other evil Knievel pilot were going to probably take that role. One of them would be the Han, one would be the Luke. But then they ended up all just being scoundrels. So. Yeah, they're just all... I don't know! They're all Jabba know. the Hutt. Yeah, they all... <laughs> <laughs> right. Making that quick buck. Oh, see the princess. You're Sell the princess. princess in a world of only Java the Hutt in a galaxy with only Java the Hutts around. What is the movie we watched with with David DeRoy that oh. was also a cheapy space one? That was Space Mutiny. Is that what it was called? No. Anyway, uh, it's a previous episode. Go look it up. Uh, <laughs> that movie had a sense of humor about itself. Like it was, it was a little, little cheeky. Like even like characters look at the camera or something like that. And this one had, like you were saying about the seriousness of the tone, that it, <laughs> like even something like Power Rangers has a seriousness that's like these are people in costumes fighting people in monster costumes but it's like whoa end of the world whoa you know kind of thing and that's that's the attitude this movie has like not really not really having too much fun yeah yeah i mean there's a little goofiness to it but i don't think all of it's intentional yeah yeah like some of it's goofy without really meaning to be and they thought it was gonna be cool yeah (laughs) i feel bad well, I, I think, like I said, it's still an entertaining movie. We've seen a lot worse. <laughs> I think this is a relatively famous Star Wars knockoff, too, when it comes to Star Wars knockoffs. It's like this one in Battle Beyond the Stars, which is Star Wars and Seven Samurai. And then, uh, I don't, I can't think of the other ones off the top of my head, but there are, there are a bunch of other ones that are just trying to cash in at that time period. Are you still looking for that episode, Aaron? Maybe. Or you you taking a nap. I don't oh, remember I taking where I put my phone or I would look too. Your phone, I threw it in the trash. I'm sorry. It's okay. We don't need phones where we're going. The future. What, or don't play with that lighter. <laughs> no, don't light the microphone on fire. What are you? Uh, that one comedian that I can't think of? Anyway. <laughs> a comedian? A comedian who lights arson? things on fire? I don't know. She's the fire starter. No. Aaron? What? I was trying to look up the movie, Joel. I mean, the end I of this movie. It. Yes. We have a big battle. We got a big Star Wars battle. The only one who gets injured is the robot. Well, but that was that was his role. That's why he, that's why the nut went to him. That's oh, the yeah, robot is the hero. Yep. 
He was the Luke Skywalker because he loses a hand. Yeah, oh. he was so good too throughout. Mm-hmm. Right. He never did anything to betray them. Nope. Nope. He was always bright eyed and bushy tailed. He had that laser musket. Oh yeah. Defender <laughs> Defender of the Universe. Yep. That was that was a prop from the old lady's house. She had those muskets on her oh, wall. That's right. So how did they get it? Huh? Well, it's just a, a space infantry. I think that that Space was, wood. I think it was the robot's child. It wasn't actually from Pluto. Oh. It was just a mutant child. A of, robot. The spawn of, of robot and weird looking old lady. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just made this movie more interesting. You did. It's kind of a bit of a Game of Thrones kind of feel to it now. But the uh, you were talking about in the beginning that the dad, you, you thought he might have died early on. But this is when we get his glorious death because... Uh, at one point, it turns out that the metal people's spaceships are, like, in the planet, right? And they, like, tear out of the planet. Yeah. And also bring the planet along with it. That's right. And then as everything's going to hell, the planet and the spaceships all start blowing up. And the old, they're like, there's not enough room. And the old man's like, I'll stay here. I'm like, why? What? No, no, we can figure something out. No, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, he just he commits planet suicide or whatever. Yeah, he was ready to go down with the ship. Maybe it was like that. Maybe he felt like the captain and he had to go down. That's true. He had it could have been like one of those like noble moments and stuff like that because he does say like I'm going to stay here, like this is my home planet. I'm I'm going to be with it till the end. And then as they're pulling away, we see him like throw up his arms as he falls into the crevice of the earth. Yeah. Like, wait, no, no. No, don't. I actually don't want to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, brutal. I thought you guys would figure something out. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you just stoically just yeah. been there like, yep, bye, guys. Save me, Vic Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, he got toasted. That's that's it. That's that's the movie. Yeah. In a walnut Pretty show. much. Yep, in a, in a magic nut. In a glowing... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I think your French horn's out of tune. Well, you're right. I'll, I'll adjust it. <laughs> What's, <laughs> what was your favorite part of this movie, or favorite thing in it? Mm, I, I, I like the sword fight at the end between the the prince and the the bad guy. Now, because they go at it for, you know, a minute. It's probably only, like, two minutes at the most. And then he, like, throws the guy out the window. The evil guy gets thrown out the window, which is great. Uh, my favorite parts of this movie are the said f- sword fight that Joel just mentioned. The duel that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, Sarah. And Vic Morrow's outfits. Yeah, I was going to say, my favorite parts are the costumes on everybody and the hairdos. Oh, yeah. And the... And the um leaf crowns yeah yeah we need more space civilizations with leaf crowns i love leaf crowns nothing says you're part of some mystical organization like a leaf crown and aprons leaf crowns and aprons oh yeah we definitely need some off weird print aprons they seemed a little culty to me but the the leaf people well you know they were supposed to be i don't know like primitive or not even pri- that's not the word like a tribe or something like that well, i kind of got the feeling like uh they probably were a cult like Are the you? like the, the people from uh 
Godzilla films who worship Mothra. No, they were just all <laughs> ancient tribe. The ancient just tribe lived in the trees and drank their own <laughs> urine. That's what well, they did it. Or maybe they did. Have a little pee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back to worshiping the giant moth. <laughs> pee. Um, who do who do you recommend watches this movie besides Scott Pats? Uh, <laughs> um, I might recommend it to kids. Did see? I feel like if I saw this as a kid, I I would have been bored because I I know all kinds of things are going on, but especially nowadays, it just you're saying it doesn't compare to media of now the now the it, now times. It's no it's no Fortnite. It's no Fortnite. It's no Fortnite. It's no Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right, right. Too antiquated. It's no Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, you're right. Which is a great movie. Hmm. What was that sound? Oh no! Just oh, you don't nothing. agree? No, no. Oh, is that is it? Oh, controversial, controversial. Uh, uh, no, I was just gonna say I'd still show it to a kid. Aaron it's hates a- women and men. <laughs> Wait, that's all of them. <laughs> Wait, Aaron no, it isn't everyone. all of them. He hates. <laughs> that's only two of the genders. <laughs> There's like eighteen. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> what I'm saying. So you would show this to a kid? Yes, I would. A kid you like or one you hate? <laughs> <laughs> Either. Either. Okay. Well. That's nice. nice. I don't think you. Aaron hates that many kids. I don't. <laughs> He's been working at a comic book shop for like a decade. I think he hates a few kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave that comment in the air. No response. <laughs> Little Billy, we're talking to you. <laughs> uh, oh, no. All I'm going to say is, I know I know where you're at, Kazoo Kid. Oh, I know crap. I know where you sleep. <laughs> So who, Sarah? You gonna show the, show this to your mom? No, my mom wouldn't sit still for this. I don't think. Well, it's not a sci-fi movie, so. I think she would get maybe a little perturbed with, like you were saying, the little the little side notes that they take in this. I mean, my my parents don't even like to watch like a non-linear storyline movie. If it's a little bit too wackadoodle, I think that they don't like it. It's my favorite genre. (laughs) Whack-a-doodle. It's a new new channel you can get on your fire stick. I think this would be a fun movie to, like, hang out with people and make fun of. Um, I'm not sure. Like, it's it's interesting. Like, I... We watched Latitude Zero, another one that you recommended, Darren. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'd much rather watch Latitude Zero over this one. Okay. Like, I I just... you're all about under the the ocean, uh, um... Utopian societies with ladies wearing pretty much nothing, right? Oh, what do you put it that way? I mean, why why would I even bother to watch anything else? <laughs> let's just let's watch Latitude Zero right all now. Right, Jeez, cool. guys. Okay. And you're all about mad scientists that are uh, sewing people things together to be evil creatures. You're just you're just painting the perfect movie, which already exists. You're right. You're right. Is that on Blu-ray? I gotta buy that. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it's it's an okay movie. It didn't hurt. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about outro stuff. You guys talk about a thing of a lesson. Thank you for picking this one, Aaron. Oh, sure. It oh, was yeah. entertaining. Thanks for watching with me, guys. You're welcome, Aaron. It's your birthday present Woo. for the next five years. <laughs> Rad. Mm, Rad to the extreme. Uh, outro stuff. You guys think of a lesson that you learned from... Do you guys even want to do lessons anymore? Is this like... Do we have fun doing lessons? 
I do. I, I, the concept of not doing them never even crossed my yeah, mind. Okay, I either. just, I just, I don't know. I want to, I want to know if there's any spicing up ideas the guy that you guys have. I want, I want to have an open ear to to the contents of the show. I want to keep right? it fresh. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, listener, if you want to write into us with any suggestions or comments or pictures that you drew of uh, sexy space pirates, uh, just uh, write into please don't podcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. If you have the time or inclination, we'd appreciate it if you left us a rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. And if you, let's see. Uh, I guess this is as good a time as any. We're not a part of Air Trumpet Audio anymore, but it's not because we left. It's because Air Trumpet Audio basically dissolved. So we miss you. We are free agents, and uh, we could say whatever we want now. Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Uh, you guys have anything I, controversial to say? Can I get a definition of that, Baba Booey? Uh, it's a Howard Stern thing. I've never listened to Howard Stern. But uh, you fool me. I hear people say that. Oh. From like... 20 years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to... Who drew our thing? That guy? Jed, Jed Dowtry. Dowtry. Thanks to Jed Dowtry <laughs> for our podcast logo. <laughs> thanks to David DeRoy for the theme music. And thank you, listeners, for sticking with us through our difficult times. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Oh, oh Joel just gave you a kiss, listener. I was <laughs> no, I was actually kissing this watermelon. So uh, oh, I should have noticed that watermelon. This is called object work. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> Aaron, hi, Joel. Did you learn any lessons from Message from Space? Yeah, yeah. Um, what I learned was is if you wanna if you wanna leave a good impression, say you're a Metal-skinned race, uh, not from Uranus, but from uh, Juniper or whatever, Mm -hmm. Jujuplex, whatever it's called. Yeah, (laughs) Jujub. And uh, you want to make an impression on a a planet that you want to steal all the resources from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get your planet all up close near it, your planet ship, and then uh, you, you need to blow up their moon. Just go blow it up. Oh, I forgot about it because I was in the kitchen when that happened. Yeah, you missed and out. I was on like, it. oh, it's like Piccolo, Dragon yeah. Ball Z, and you're like, Piccolo did that. I'm like, yeah, that was a true story, guys. That was like, that was like you were there, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> step by step. That's how we riff play by play. We're just watching the movie. I was making yeah. soda in the Soda Stream. That's what I was doing. Um, oh, product placement thank for Soda Stream mm-hmm. for the soda. Oh, you're very welcome, Sarah. Do you have a lesson? <laughs> um, my lesson is. Even if one of your magical walnuts <laughs> or acorns, whatever they are, goes to somebody, doesn't mean that they won't sell you out <laughs> to somebody and, you know, maybe get you killed or married or something <laughs> against your will. And um, my other lesson is if your dad says he's okay to die, don't believe him. Like, yeah. Get him on the ship. <laughs> That's a real good lesson. Yeah, you'd strap him to the put put one of those masks on him. Strap him I, to the top. That's what I'm saying. Because you can survive in space. You can survive right. in space. <laughs> Jeez. Then you can then you can like take your kids. Uh, 
I don't know, fire space firefly hunting. Yeah, she's like going to end up with a prince at the end, right? Basically. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah some that's going to be some some cute babies that he's never going to get to see. Or maybe he's like a force ghost. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it works. Uh, my lesson is that if uh, you should always look at your drink before you drink. Don't just pick something off the table without looking and put it to your lips. Not only because somebody might slip some ecstasy in there, but you might have like a nut-sized message from space, and that would be a huge choking hazard. That's a huge choking hazard. Now that I think about it, they tried to kill those two pilots by putting yeah. it in their engine. They tried to kill Vic Morrow by putting it into his drink. Hmm. Are you trying to break a robot? Oh yeah. Put inside that robot in his flesh. His sweet, sweet robot flesh. Sometimes our destiny will kill us. Wow. That's that's deep. Yeah. You might think you're metal, but there's an entire planet of metal people. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty rad. That's pretty rad. It's, that's, one of those memes is like, you, you're not a true metalhead unless you can name this band and just show all those... Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, we'll see you next week, folks. Uh, wait, should I say next week? We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See, aren't you sad that they didn't make a Deep Space Nine movie now? Because just um, just imagine the magna, you know, the magnificence of Ferengis on the big screen. Yeah, I'm actually kind of bummed. I mean, we're not seeing any Ferengis on the big screen. That's a pretty big loss. Because I doubt they're going to be in any of the new series, but uh, people hate the Ferengis. I don't know. We're getting Picard back. Oh, that's true. Uh, I'm just saying. I know we're getting we're getting Q as well, but we are. I don't want any John Delancey. Oh, we're getting him. I mean, I want John Delancey to come over and hang out at the house. I don't want him on the show because no. I don't like you. No, we're getting some more Q. Oh, great. Is it just Q and Picard on a bench? <laughs> it's like waiting for Godot. Know. I'm a little worried. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little worried that all this Picard news is just going to be. It's going to be like Agent Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I'm worried. Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. He's gonna be stuck in the in the what you call it room. Nexus of reality. No, I was gonna say he's he's stuck in like a Sherlock Holmes thing. Or oh yeah, on the holodeck, he's fighting Moriarty. And then the last episode, <laughs> he finally episodes. gets out. Yeah. And he's like, "I'll save the Enterprise." <laughs> oh my gosh, the Mark Twain. That hit it. So many. <laughs> I was explaining some of those Star Trek edits to a friend, and he was like, yeah, send me some of those. And I sent him that one, along with some other ones. He hasn't talked to me yet about oh. them. I'm a little... I think maybe it wasn't a connection. Have you so seen your friend funny. since then? No, I haven't, actually. Oh, I think he died. Oh, no. From laughing so hard. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, you know the term busting a gut? He... I mean, that Mark Twain one killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Me too.
Like the scene where he jumps through the portal to the ship or whatever. Yeah. Oh man. And the look on the look on Riker's face. Just too good. Well, that's the episode, guys. It was good. Good episode. In this episode, we review a clip on YouTube. 